is not recycled in a day. Hello and welcome to Rome Was Not Recycled in a Day. Keith and Molly back for another episode of the podcast that helped you to incorporate recycling more into your daily life. Yes, we are here to explore the ever-changing world of recycling, and we'd love to hear from you listeners. We would, and if you haven't been over to RomeWasNotRecycledInAday.com lately, well then why the heck not? What are you waiting <laughs> on? Get over there. We've got the website. Rome was not recycled in a day.com has the contact form where you can reach out to us with your questions, your your concerns, your confusion, or maybe well, join us in your confusion, please. Oh well, right, absolutely. And and we've got all the past episodes there too, in case you want to get even more confused. <laughs> or maybe you have the next great recycling idea. And you want to use us as a platform to share it. We want to hear your ideas. So yeah, go ahead. Get get that 15 seconds of fame. And, and speaking of great recycling ideas, Molly, I am really excited about our guest on today's show. Today so we're excited. joined, yes, by Mariah Fordham. Mariah, you are the owner of Phoenix Glass Recycling. Uh, yeah. Up, up in, uh, up for us, up up in Huntsville, Alabama, correct? Absolutely. I serve and, all of Madison County. And and, and all, all those all those fun rocket scientists up there with their glass recycling needs. Yes. <laughs> and we we want to hear about this. Molly, where, where do you want to where do you want to dig into this? So this is such a brilliant and hopeful thing for us that you have done this, Mariah. And we're we're just always looking for new ideas and answers. So could you just start with like a basic why, like how you got here, why you're doing this, that kind of thing? Sure. First off, I'm super excited about my 15 seconds of fame with you guys. We'll give you 20, Mariah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I am originally from Oregon. So growing up, recycling is just kind of something that happened. It's just sort of something that we did. Um, but when I moved to the South in 2005 for college, I learned that that's not the case around the country. Um, I moved to Huntsville in 2013, uh, and after eight years working at my previous job, COVID kind of reduced my hours. So then I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do, and there wasn't anywhere for folks to take their glass recycling in Madison County where I live, aside from Target, which we all know Target might or might not be recycling things that get dropped off there. So... I, uh, I spent about eight months researching, working on a plan and figuring out a business model that I felt like could stand on its own two legs. And uh, yeah, Phoenix Glass Recycling was born. Rose from the ashes, right? That's right. <laughs> so how do you do it? So it is uh, a subscription-based service. So folks pay directly, you know, pay me directly, unlike coming out of taxes or anything like that. We do curbside mm -hmm. collection. So once a month, we pick up folks' glass uh, right off their curb and bring it back here to our warehouse. And then we process it a little bit, essentially just breaking the containers. And then we ship really big loads to Atlanta for recycling. And we've we've talked with with others in the past that have have tried similar programs. Mariah, I'm, I'm so excited to see y'all making this work. How How long have you been doing this, by the way? We have been doing curbside collection since October of 2021. Okay. Wow. And how many customers do you have so far? Right now, we've got about 800. That's fantastic. What? And, yeah. and is, it, is it growing pretty steadily? 
Absolutely. Uh, we've also got a handful of commercial customers, which is also really, really exciting to see the businesses getting on board with, with what we're trying to do. Do you know what's happening to the glass when it gets to your, uh, I, I want to say the word buyer because nothing else is coming to mind, but the, <laughs> sure. the next step in the chain in, in Atlanta? Yeah. So they've got a really, really extensive processing and sorting facility at Strategic Materials where we send our glass. So it gets color sorted and all the contaminants taken out and they they process it down and sell it to a, a few different companies doing a handful of different things. So fiberglass, asphalt, concrete, you know, making new containers is obviously the favorite option, but I understand that not everything can be made into a new container depending on the size and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, they do a whole bunch of different stuff with it, which is really cool. And I'm just curious, you said you break it down before you ship it, which obviously means you can cram more into that truckload to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. How do you break it down? <laughs> so I've got a, uh, I think the technical name is an aluminum can and glass crusher. So the whole goal oh. is to reduce the the volume size of containers. So we we hand feed it. It's nothing large. Um, we feed it kind of in a funnel on the top. And there's two metal plates that kind of clap together and break bottles. Um, and that's the product Amazing. we ship off to Atlanta. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> it's definitely noisy. <laughs> definitely noisy. So when you, going back to people subscribe or companies subscribe and then they put glass. Is it in a plastic container once a month? Yes. So we have yes. 18 gallon totes that we sell to our customers and they could also use okay. um, totes of their own. If they're a sturdy plastic with drainage holes, we allow that as well. Gotcha. Okay. So do you like dump in your truck and leave their container there or do you just swap it out for another one? Yeah, we roll around in a box truck and we empty their containers and leave them on the curb. Gotcha. So a box truck, I'm like imagining like a moving truck. Is that what a box it's truck looks similar. like? Similar. Yeah, similar. <laughs> <laughs> ours, yeah. ours is a 14-foot box truck. It's got a lift gate on the back that helps us handle the commercial customers. Um, mm -hmm. We do full cart swaps with our commercial customers and leave them empty ones. That's how we handle those big volume uh, drops. Gotcha. Yes. Oh, this is so exciting. So um, when you were doing your eight months of research, is that when you were looking into different kinds of crushers and modes of transportation that were um, not going not gonna to be, what's the word, not profitable, but um, not yeah. take away too much of the profits, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. how, do, how does one research a crusher? <laughs> so many hours Googling. Um, Googling and Googling. You are a Googler. So many hours of Googling. Thankfully, I've got a lot of research. So I used to work for the Space and Rocket Center, the home of Space Camp, uh, which is which is so great. Fun. So fun. Um, so fun. But I don't want to talk about like leaving there too hard. Um, but I did a ton of research during doing that job because I was on the social media and marketing team. So um, gotcha. yeah. So I've got a bunch of research in my background. So doing research is not something I'm afraid of, and it's actually something I kind of enjoy sometimes. So I yeah. really just tried to learn from other companies, doing what, you know, learning how they were doing it. You know, do I turn it into sand? What happens if it's sand? Do I keep it whole containers? How does that shipping work off to the recycler since it does have to go four hours away? Um, mm -hmm. Really, it was just finding what 
I could afford, since this is a startup, I don't have a bunch of money uh, to throw at a, a huge crusher. So it is, you know, what's going to be affordable and get the job done? And how does that all work? I learned that I needed three-phase power, which I had to learn a yeah. whole bunch about power because um, the building I moved into didn't have a three-phase plug. And so then you were going to burn like, it down. Oh, I just gosh. learned about that too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, I've learned so much about so many different things. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I've got a business degree. So a lot of the business things weren't shocking to me. But mm -hmm. like, how do you move 50,000 pounds of glass? Oh, you've got to do it with a big old truck. Well, how do you get it into the truck? Okay, cool. Like, how do you store it before you're putting it into the truck? And mm -hmm. yeah, so there's just a lot of different problems that I felt like I needed to solve. Mm -hmm. And and that's the case for any small business owner. You know, you've got an idea about something that that isn't isn't super popular, you know, people know how to start restaurants or window cleaning companies that all that stuff you can Google and find an answer in an hour. But, you know, when there's only six small glass recyclers in the entire country doing it six different ways, you know, what's going to be the right way for me in, in Huntsville right. where no one else is doing it. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of research. <laughs> yeah. How we appreciate all of those hours, the hours that you poured into that. Yeah. Um, so if you were speaking to like, the public about how we could be better? Or is there anything that people can do on the consuming end that makes your job recycling glass easier? So as far as making recycling glass easier, it's already fairly straightforward. For me, I don't need labels to be taken off. I don't need caps or closures to be taken off. Um, you know, mm -hmm. given giving a container a good rinse, uh, nothing too crazy. It doesn't have to go through the dishwasher. Uh, just so all the food and the sticky bits kind of get out of it. You know, we're doing a once a month service. So that means it's getting stored in a customer's garage or outside for at least a month. And then it's mm -hmm. it could be up to two weeks before we actually get to crush that specific container, depending on kind of the rotation in the in the shop that we've got here. So imagine, you know, mm -hmm. six week old pasta sauce. Um, uh -huh. it's kind of gross. Glad so. I already had lunch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, just making sure that your recycling is, is as clean as reasonably, you know, as you can reasonably, right? Like, I don't want you, like I said, sending it through the dishwasher. That's, uh, from my perspective, a waste of water and dish soap. Uh, just, yeah. just a quick swirl. Um, yeah. That, that's, that, that makes it so easy for your customers. That that is yeah. that is really neat. Now, mm -hmm. you may or may not be able to help here, but what, like you said, there aren't that many glass recyclers in the country. Mm -hmm. What what kind of advice could you offer to our listeners who might not have a Phoenix glass recycling in their neighborhood? Is there anything they can do other than <laughs> just take it to Target and hope for the best? Or is that all we can do at this point? Uh, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but don't buy glass. Uh, Amen. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm glad for your support on that. But Absolutely. It's, it's really important to pay attention to what you can and can't recycle. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of municipalities recycle aluminum. You can buy wine in cans these days. And from what I understand, it's perfectly fine wine. Um so yeah, be smart at the grocery store. Understand how you can get rid of the things that you're purchasing. If you can avoid it, then don't purchase things that can't be recycled. Um, you know, the the reduce, reuse, recycle starts with reduce. Um, so if you can, you know, buy in bulk and 
all that kind of stuff. All, and Molly all the little even likes things to that we say that it starts with refuse, which is even better than reduce. Ooh, so, four yeah. R's. Yes. This sounds like it's going really well, Mariah, and I, and we're so excited to hear that a glass recycling effort like this is is working. Because by golly, we need we need more Phoenix glass recycling. <laughs> uh, do you just big picture? Do you know mm -hmm. where you'd like to see your business go? What, what where do you want to see this go? Yeah, here. absolutely. It, it is exciting to to have successes and feel like I can grow in the future. Um, I'd love to offer glass recycling to the entirety of North Alabama. Um, Alabama's not known for its glass recycling or its glass recycling rates in general. So expanding across the entirety of North Alabama would be really, really exciting for me. We'll be Ooh. waiting for you to come. Yes. And we are here <laughs> to support you. If you just need a word of encouragement, just say, yep. hey, y'all, remind me that what I'm doing is good. We are right here for you. And Thank when you. you're ready, you you let us know first and we'll get the word out down here for you to all all three of our listeners. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> hey. We might have four. My mom and dad are. Hey, that makes five. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Molly's mom. That's right. <laughs> so what did we learn today? We learned that Molly would like a glass crusher for Christmas. <laughs> and she's going to go do some research. And we learned Perfect. that until you can get that glass recycling in your neighborhood, refuse and reduce. Mm. And That's and right. and if you if you can't get rid of it, then why the heck are you bringing it into your house in the first place? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is great, uh, Mariah. We we love this. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and for for telling us about the, uh, what you're doing. And and we wish you continued success. And uh, like I said, we'll be waiting for you to come to, to uh, a neighborhood near us. So thanks again Perfect. for joining us. Absolutely. It's been fun. See you soon. And, and in the meantime, if you can't refuse, which we hope you can, then reduce, reuse, recycle, but relax because Rome was not recycled in a day. We'll see you all next time. Woohoo! Production of Moose Crossing Studios.